what that's what it says. That's what we got left. It's also blinking batteries. Oh. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, hello. Hi. Devin and I are in the car. Tales from the farm. We're gonna say what's going on on the farm. Because this is how often we're in the car together. We're in the car together sometimes. We, to be honest, we recorded one of these in January, and then I never posted it. Oh my gosh. Because I'm a the slacker. The comes out. Yeah. Sorry. What? I feel weird about doing it, and then not posting it for a long time, because then things change, and it's out of date, and I feel like that's weird. Yeah, maybe our listeners out there could comment on that, because I think Kara should post it, but... Maybe the audience thinks Kara's right and she shouldn't post it. It just feels weird. I don't know. I should get over it, I guess. I don't know about that. I, I don't know what to feel about that. Um, anyway, uh, it's July 3rd, yep. I believe. Day before 4th of July. Yep. Happy Independence Day. And we've got... Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it died. It didn't die. We have 40 minutes to say what's been going on the farm since the last time we posted, which I think might have been last fall. Wow. So, here we go. One, two, um, three, go. We kitted about 40 does this spring. Yep. 86 kids. Yep. 50-something boobians. Is that right? That's pretty uh, close. Yeah. So 50, yeah. Or like 40 to 50 boobians. I think so. So, it was, more, it was the, the, uh, the does won. Yeah, doe, doe to buck score was definitely it's like... like two to one. Well, not quite that many, like 50-something to 30-something. So we've only had doe years since we've moved. Yeah. But uh, all the boobians, which we love them. Yeah, they're really big. They look good. Yeah, so the boobian thing, I don't know if we mentioned it the last time, but we bought a boar, a boar buck... <clears throat> Honky Cat was his name. Was he a year old? He was a year in like February, I think. He was a 20, 21 maybe. So when we got him, he was like eight ish months old. Do you want to talk a little bit about who he is? I don't um, know who he is, but he I guess is, he's some fancy pants. Well, I mean, she has nice boar goats um, from a herd in Connecticut called Cool Breeze Farm. <clears throat> Excuse me if I recall correctly. And these, the, you know, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about this before. I talked about it a little bit on a recent episode because I was talking about, like, why should you <coughs> register your goats or not? Oh, yeah. Um, and talking about, like, why, you know, what's the point of doing it? Why are we doing it? Like, uh, what are, like, what are your goals with your goats and, like, making a better goat and it's like what is the purpose of the goat that you're making and for us at this point in our farm's existence we have a fairly solid meat market and it's always been Nubians and they just uh we're like let's try this and see what happens yeah, we were having issues with bringing goats to market and not having them at a... We wanted them to be bigger, faster. Yeah, bigger, faster. I mean, faster. that's the point of meat animals. Yeah, and it we're just... Our meat season is depending on when they kid it, basically, and when they were born. And when the market opens up for us to sell them up here in Maine, like, 
they need to be the right size and they are oftentimes too small at the beginning of the season and it's just I'm not making awesome money on them anyway but them having more weight on them will certainly help and more importantly my clients are going to be I think they're going to be really impressed they look so good so on like I literally only want to like pick our we've talked about this for our breeding plan for this next year we're going to pick our like top six does that we like and like if like I'm going to tell you when I start to make a breeding plan if you could only milk six goats in this herd who would it be yeah and then I'm going to AI them yeah and the then fancy daddies and then honky cat's going to breed everything else right which is terrible like because <laughs> we have three other bucks three other Nubian bucks that I actually really like well for, I think maybe we should spread it around a little bit more than that but I think we should do that for one year and let it ride because we do not need a lot of replacement does right now no no and the bucks that we have ha- that we have have done a fair amount of work for us in the la- in previous years or older older man and Groot's got many years so you know I don't I don't feel bad for neglecting them the opportunity to bang a whole bunch (laughs) but I mean it makes well we also could like if I don't know we'll see how we don't do that oh no 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 no. so um but the, the reasoning behind it uh, they're just, they took to wait really quick. We did our normal milk replacer, big bovine innovations group, super 2030, what a craziness, muscle building powder that we fed, feed them every year. And they just, it's like night and day compared to the same age of a Nubian and the same age of a I mean, and here's, I guess there's a couple things to talk about. Yeah, a couple things to talk about about kidding season and about the boobians. Oh, that's a pretty big difference between all the other years. We've never done it like this before. But so the thing, first thing about like sticking with the boobian theme, and if you haven't, if you missed the other episode where I was talking about the boobians, that's what we're calling the the boar Nubian cross cross because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were like, what we did last fall was when we wanted to, to be in our breeding kidding window, we put all the dry yearlings and like a couple of stragglers that were two years old out, just put them out in the field with honky cat. And like, for like a few months. For, well, for the rest of the fall. Yeah. And then uh, that's it. That's who he bred. Yeah. And it was a good number of first fresheners this year. It was probably pretty like, much all of them. <laughs> like 15 or so at least (laughs) um but so and then like you have your doubts about what the heck you're doing and I was like oh god are we like setting ourselves up for disaster with all of these like smaller stature yeah I was first fresheners that that, you know we're potentially making them have bigger kids wasn't a problem no not even not even not even a thing even Devin's little petite dolly squirted out these two gigantic eight pound boobians like Mm -hmm. no problem we had I don't think we had any kidding issues with the boobians 
I think no. the only thing that we missed, we lost one kid at uh, kidding because the mom was a first timer and stupid, and you know just didn't get out of the goo fast enough. Yeah. And we weren't there because it was at like two in the morning or something. Um, and I think that's the only one. I think that's the yeah, only one. Yeah, to the boobian side. Yeah. Yeah. To keeping on the booby inside. Well, overall, kidding went pretty well. Yeah. Um, we did kidding this season too within a window. Yeah. And I usually like to stagger, and like sta- I like to stagger because I like my milk curve to like gradual go up and then like plateau with a nice long line at the top. And yeah, but we've tried that before and it doesn't happen. It doesn't seem to happen like that. No, because the idea we've done this this and I forgot that we even did that one year because one year we're like our market really because it's the beginning of July right now and our sales really for the rest of the summer and through to like September, October should pretty much continue to gradually increase. Yeah. And one year we tried we're like okay well to meet our market we should kid some does later in the spring so their lactation curve is a little bit further out and makes up for like the does that kitted earlier and right. their lactation curve is starting to downtrend. Right. But we discovered that that doesn't really happen because that everybody comes into heat in the same time in the fall. Yeah. And when they start to come into heat, they just don't make as much milk. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. So, you know, we try it and see what happens and then it didn't work the way we wanted to, so forget that. So, last fall, I said, we're going to kid, we're going to breed in this two to three week window and then kidding is going to be done and nothing else is kidding because I want all these kids out of the barn by the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. So So I really put my foot down about that too. Yeah. And it was hard because there's does out in the barn that really would have liked to have them in milk. I enjoy milking them and they're not in milk. But they certainly came back into heat past the window, but I you know, wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. And, like, it was, that was really hard for me. And, like, I see them every day up there wanting to get milk, trying to get in there. And Yeah, but you know what we get to do with them this fall? Stick them in with Honky Cat. Yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the season. Like, um, yeah, totally. But, uh, so it was a management decision based on, like, uh, it's harder to manage these kids that, like, keeping track of who's, how old, and who needs to be weaned when, and, like, we have a herd that is, like, just big enough that it's hard to keep track of when you have kids staggered out over, uh like March, April, May, like over a three month period. And then you're those kids at the end, like you're still bottle feeding them in like August and it sucks. Yeah. So like, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. No, Uh, it's, it was, it was a really a big eye opener kidding goats all like this. Um, for me, it was, it was like, it's done. And that... It's done, it's over, and the switch turns on, and here comes the milk, and here comes the cheese. Bam. So... 
there's pros and cons to every way you're going to try to freshen up your herd. There's there, you know, there is. There's not one solution that's perfect. Um, I would say that this one is the better one for us, and I'm probably always going to breed goats in that two to three week window and call it good after that. And you know, I'm not gonna. I mean, it was exhausting, especially for you, because like just the timing of my ability to take time off of work yeah, didn't think, work yeah. out really well. No, and we had some plans that didn't come forward that they were supposed we were going to have um, pre-vet person stay at the farm with us and help me and she was a week late and that week was rainstorm of yeah, it was just like Devin so. was in the barn. Like, so I worked a couple of overnight shifts, and Devin was pretty much in the barn kidding goats that entire time. Yeah, like like nine, eight like hours. eight goats a day for like four or five days straight. Yeah, and I like so having done it this way now though, like this spring when we do it, be like I'm people. gonna take time off. We're going to meal prep, mm -hmm. and we're just not going to do anything else. Yeah, we're just birth the goats. Just, and then sleep when you can, and take a shower when you can, and just bust it out, and then it's done. And, you know, having the facility that we built, it's, it's really coming, really showing how good you did on planning the space, because... You could do it like this, and it's not that big of a deal. Like, you, our house is totally fine. There's nothing going on in the house. And the barn is totally set up, like, perfectly to bang them out. To yeah, I mean, if, not, if one thing... It's like, all set up. If we, the treatment area could be, like, twice as wide, if it was, like, if a square was, instead of a square, rectangle, that would, that would be, be perfect. really, really, really nice, especially when you have, like, people you're trying to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, like Kara and I were on top of each other in there, but that's not big, no big deal. But like having somebody else in there, it gets a little crowded. But we work with it, and it works. And we do a lot of stuff in that small. We space. do a lot of stuff in that small space, and it works. But um, yeah. Um, I think why we have such a successful kidding season, I mean, we've had successful kidding seasons, season after season after season. I can't remember one that was like a catastrophe. Because we, I think we dedicate ourselves to these animals where I don't think we would allow ourselves a lot of bad things happening. I think, like, we definitely sacrifice ourselves for these animals when it comes kidding season to make sure that... Most of the time, we sacrifice most ourselves of the time, for these animals. Most of the time. I, I mean, there's a rarity that I'm, I'm like, uh, I can't do this right now. There's times where I'm just... I really want everything to live. This is how I make our money. The, you know, more animals on the ground, the more money I'm going to make. And... I really don't like losing kids at birth. I really, uh, and I really don't like losing moms at birth. It's a big deal to me, both of those things. So, and it's the thing I look forward to every season. Like, there's just enough time for me to forget how much work it is. And hmm. 
then I'm doing it all at once like that. Like she said, eight to ten go today, and but then it's done. And before I even realize what just happened, the season is over, and I just banged it out, and everybody's great. I don't need to think about what's to come, what could happen, what and it's just done. So like that to me mentally is better. But after it took me weeks to recoup from that, like. Well, because we weren't, we weren't quite really prepared for what for it was going to be like. People to be on hand to help, um, but we know now, and next season we'll do it again. And it sounds like we're going to have way more booby ends. And well, I mean, look at the kids fine. out in the field. They're fantastic. Like, they, they look, look great. They I mean, look so good. Eleven weeks old, seventy-two pounds. Like you're not going to what? You know, like they that's look... really good. And yeah, he was a single, but I mean. They're the double, the triplets and twins aren't too far behind yeah. him, so. Oh, God, don't come this way. There's a deer on the side deer. of the highway, highway just, like, running. She's fine. She did not. She looked like she was going to run into the road, and then she decided not to, yeah, so. Because we drive. Better life choices. We drive a car that doesn't make a sound, so. Which well, I like. There's other cars around now, too, but anyway. Anyway, so that was the, the stressful part um, was still to come. We had, like, tons of milk in a time of season where I don't have this much money to, like, there's not this much clientele to be buying this much product. Um, so, you know, I stock it all up and fill our freezers and put the cheese and the dairy in a position that will hold it fresh for a long time so make feta make a lot of feta that holds really well in the brine make a lot of chev it freezes really well in big vacuum sealed bricks you know you do what you can to make it go and now it's really going um so that was another big change too. Was just like the amount of product, how quick it came. It's just like bang, like I just here comes the like, bulb tanks, just full to yeah. the rim. I just you know, feel like it's uh, like turning on the tap. Yeah, and on full, like, not just a little bit. You just wide open. Yeah. So, um, which is it's it's great. It's great. You're seeing what they're capable of right off the bat, and what the season is going to be like right off the bat. Um, it helps you plan where it's going to go, kind of forces you to explore new clientele and options of where it's all going to go. Um, the economy has the gas prices and everything. Everyone's feeling the strain. Uh, now that COVID is kind of like on the lax, uh, it seems like people are ready to go out and enjoy themselves, but really don't have the money to go do that. So they're doing more things that don't cost a lot of money, but I'm still selling to, I'm still selling, it's good, good product flow, um, it could be better, but that, the thing is, is why I say it could be better, is because I made so much product in the time of year where there's not a lot of people to buy, and I bet that I'm going to start pulling from that stock here pretty soon, actually, uh, because now the goats are starting to the curve is starting to dip down now a little bit because it's starting to get warmer. We're like halfway through the season now, almost. And, you know, they're going to start going on the downward curve now. So I'm going to be thankful 
this product in the freezers. Yeah. Um, guess what other, like, big things for the farm this uh, summer are, like, also continuing to work on infrastructure, especially, like, fencing, fen- like, permanent fencing for the big pasture, which I have to say, like, you know, I worked on it a lot last summer, and what I did last summer made a big difference in how fast we got those kids out there this year and how much of a headache it has not been this year compared to last year yeah we we really worked out a lot of bugs last season with the fencing um and we should make a like we should do a video about it like i would really like to have more time i say this all the time i would like to have more time to do more video stuff for the farm and i you know i just gotta like you like try to make it a habit but it's really hard this time of year to have time yeah. to sit down inside on the computer it's, it's when it's light like, until... I could do this or I could potentially go get another hundred yards of fencing done so what am I gonna do <laughs> it's been you know? absolutely stunningly beautiful in Maine yeah the weather has I... been really nice we need rain now though yes we need some more rain I think that we're really lucky to even have the rain that we have uh, in Maine. Things are green. Things are still growing. Um, there is still some moisture around. We get sprinkles. We started off the year better as far as like drought status than we have the last couple of years. Yeah. But that's because it was so wet last fall, and it was so wet that we didn't even get the second cut off the field. Right. Having said that, like we just got our first cut gone what like two weeks ago mm-hmm. off the off the field and um, then Devin was able to get out there with the tractor and the manure spreader and spread a bunch of manure and then it rained not enough but it rained a little bit the next day which is Feels exactly what you want they look pretty decent and we're fortunate in our fields that, that we've just got a lot of water coming onto the property yeah like we're very lucky yeah so there's that um sister and oh, yeah. her husband Riley um, who we own the whole Marybrook farm which is a 235 acre farm uh, we own it all together and they have a 5 acre plot on the back side of the land where they've been building a house for 3 years well the actual building actually of the building house started in October yeah and that part actually went pretty it was yeah. just all of the headache of COVID yeah. and that not happening for like two and a half years yeah. later than we all hoped it would. Right. But it finally happened. Yep. <laughs> the house is finished. It's beautiful. Uh, she gave birth to a boy, Murphy, uh, first kid, and two weeks after, moved into our new house. So been a big adjustment for my sister, my younger sister, and she's been awesome helping out in the dairy this season uh, after she's adjusted to motherhood and um, is helping us out a lot in, in the dairy and hopes to do some awesome things with the land, like grow some garlic, do some other root crops, 
but that was a big deal. Like the my sister and her husband Riley. We wouldn't have done what we've done if it wasn't for their involvement and wanting to be involved in in Flying Goat Farm. And um, I'm happy that they're able to come over and benefit from what we're doing all together on this piece of land. And uh, it's finally happening. This season was like the season where I've been, I really couldn't wait for this season to happen. Where like they were going to be on the land, the same land that I'm on, and kind of be at each other's whim to help each other. And it's been... Yeah, like when stuff goes down... You need someone Like there. stuff's always going to go down. Yeah. Something's always going to happen and when you have I, a farm. And like, I've never, ever, ever had the opportunity to have that. Like this wasn't really a family farm, it was my farm. And it was like... I did most of it, and if I needed help, I would make sure to have Kara at certain times and certain days and that kind of stuff, but for the most part, it was me. We did a VAPG, and I was able to hire some people there, and that was really nice. I would say the best years of my farming career were those years, and having Jake working with me, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um... Like more, the more the merrier. It really is. Like the more hands you have available at your fingertips is is. You never know. Animals are unpredictable. Farming is unpredictable. It's the more people you have there to help, it, the easier it's going to be on everything. Um, so having Morgan and Riley there, if anything, it just gives me peace of mind to know that there's somebody there that I can call and get some help. Um, where I've never had that's like what I've always dreamed of so this is really nice that I get to do this I need to think more like this when mm-hmm. it's 90 degrees and I'm chasing pigs around <laughs> yeah um, this podcast is equally therapy for me as it is probably for our listeners well we <laughs> should do it more often then right um yeah So yeah, I think the the um, overall this is a the season went off with a bang. It's still things are about to like really open up. I've just had my one of my busiest weeks ever uh, the week before Fourth of July, uh, and let's hope it continues. But I think the weather really aided. It a few has things. been really it's, nice. It's been really nice, and like we really, I think that a lot of the anxiety and overwhelming feeling of all this work had a lot to do with how nice it's been. Like really, well, because it feels cause, it feels later in the season. Exactly. You know what? It Maybe feels, it also feel, feels later in the season because we're not still bottle feeding goat kids it, right yeah. now. Yeah, I like because so like I don't influence of. It's it, we're dealing with factors, right? <laughs> things that we've never really dealt with before. Like the what the weather's been so nice that like hey, this has been cut a few weeks ago, like right on time, 
maybe a little early. And like two weeks ago, the grass is up two weeks early. Really, is what we could have had goat kids out on the yeah, field. Yeah, and then also earlier, this, yeah, like and that that kind of. So we needed to get the fence done earlier, and all these things happened but earlier. But also at the same time, you know, I know we're always like impatient about infrastructure, right? Can you roll down that window so it doesn't vibrate like that? It drives me crazy. Sorry. To roll it all the way down because then it's gonna vibrate still. Um, the the thing about you know we're like oh I wish all this infrastructure was done, but having said that, like we completely changed our mind about some things this spring as far as infrastructure because like historically we have the goat kids in the barn until they're off milk because we don't want to take the milk out there. But then this year we decided, forget that, that's dumb. We need these kids out of the barn at like eight weeks, even though they're still gonna be on milk for another two to four weeks. So if we had built our infrastructure out there without that in mind, we would have had to make major adjustments to it. And now we can just plan for that instead. So like. And the reasoning why is like, I think it's kind of has to do with like global warming. You know, the season is getting different. It seems like... I think it's unpredictable. It is really unpredictable. I think this is the first time where the season kind of played out early. Like, I, I've never... I don't remember it ever being this nice or this this early. It has been very nice. So... I like, just hope we get some rain. Yeah. It will come. The pattern will change. But then it's all going to come. It's going to come, like, it won't stop. Right. Well, I hope it stops enough so we can get some second cut. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, last year we rotated we'll goats on our second crop because there right. was all this stand in there, and I'm like, what the yeah. heck? We need to... Yeah, but the spots where the goats were look better than the rest of it. <laughs> so yeah. that's the other thing, too, is you're talking about, like, how you don't make much money on the the goat kids going to the freezer but the other thing is that the animals being on the land benefits the land. Oh, the land looks fantastic and like I really wish I I think I, I don't, I know I've taken pictures over the years of it um I would have to like make a collage to really like show myself you know the progression um, but the progression is really big. You know, yeah, it's, between, you know, between the, the three years we've been and here, and between like the changing and the managing how the water comes across the land, like it's just completely different. Yeah, it's just completely different. So, for the better. For the better, for sure. And you know, um, yeah, the animals act like for little fertilizers. And they also and just don't, I know we've talked pellets. about before how like beef cattle were on the land before and it was very, very wet and swampy because the tra- the drainage system hadn't been maintained and it was a lot of apparently what's called pugging, which is like these clods of dirt and grass just like sticking up all over the place. And there's still a little bit of that, but it is hugely different than it was two years yeah, ago. The goats really are, because uh, they like to eat all the things pretty much like that. Is well, because- and I've noticed like the type of grass that those like pugs of like those lumps of grass were like when I was out there fixing the fence yesterday they're chewed right down to the dirt oh my god I love them yeah where those were the things that the cattle left yes look at that tractor man we should turn around we'll look at it on the way back Mm -hmm. 
I mean, and that was another big thing that's different from this year, too, is you've got that tractor that fires right up. Well, it took some time to get it to fire right up, but yeah. Last year. Yep. But did it, it fired right up this year, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't need anything. And then we did the, the manure spreader and the that disc arrows right yeah. and the sickle bar mower, and it's all, what is it, like 1950-something? Yeah. And it just fires right up and goes. Mm-hmm. It's great, you know? Yeah. It's a little little bit at a time. And yeah, we never really you, had any equipment. You easily forget, you know, where you were last year because you're like, this is where I am now. But you got to remember, like, this time last year, that tractor was in the yard and it wasn't running. So, anyway. Yeah, and it's definitely hard in the moment when you're working, you know, 14, 16 hours a day. It's hard to get glimmers of happiness and hope when you just all you're doing is your head's down and you're doing everything. And you never feel like what you accomplish in a day is the accomplishing the things you want to accomplish. Like, because I'm just doing the work that needs to be done. There's things that I really want to accomplish that I want to get done past those things I really need to get done. And it's just that... You need to feel... I need to personally feel okay with the amount of accomplishments that I have in a day and let it go all the other things that I want to do because it will eat you alive. So, like, I am starting to figure out how to balance that and understand when the time comes, you know, like, when the time will come and you will get that dawn. And that, that thing that we've been talking about this whole time, we've been talking of giving yourself perspective of you didn't have that tractor this time last year, and that's why it feels so different is because things are so much different on timing because, you know, Karen and I like to do different things all the time we are not like this is the way we do it and we're gonna do it like this no we like to always learn and try new things and what is this better is this good is this you know we have our things that we're like this is it can't get any better i get that i understand that well we're always trying to progress and yeah and it's not that like it can't get any better like when you're talking about like our our kidding strategy or whatever oh there's like that's what works for us right exactly it may not work for you right which is fine it's just fine there's no rules that you have to kid all your does in two weeks right like but I think that we're we're really starting to dial it in after doing this for 13 years now. What we really are looking for with our systems and our breeding programs and land management and infrastructure, we have a clear idea of how we want it to be and how it needs to be. And I guess my what I was trying to get at is like my frustrations are is I want that now and I just need to be patient that it's going to come and I do little bits every year and to know that I do little bits every year should be enough for me to be satisfied and because it is for everyone else this is the same thing that we talked about like when we were like you know when we were moving over here and we're like do we want the land without the house and ultimately we decided no because we would think because, about all the opportunities we could have done with the but, house. And also we've argued before about, like, having an old house and being like, you know, if we had 
unlimited funds just being like let's hire this old house to come renovate our house exactly how we think we want it but it's changed it is literally like what we want to do with the house has changed over the last two years of living in it and I think there's something to be said for that it's similar to what I said about like the kid buildings like if we build the kid buildings how that one like prototype kid building is out there now oh, we, we would be like oh, yeah. we have to do this instead we have yeah. to like it's going to be more work just because like the next one that I build is going to be raised up off the ground mm-hmm. like it's not going to be sitting on the ground on a frame like that one it's going to be raised up off the ground like that's it right. you know like, and if I had built them all on the ground and then I wanted them raised up off the ground and I'm going to do treks instead of plywood. Right. Like, there's just things that you learn as you go along and you're, like, you're always trying to make it better. Right. And if you already made it, then you, you can make it better, but you got to, like, go backwards to make it better. You know, like, take a step back and then take a couple steps forward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that there's any right way I'm just giving a different perspective on having all the things done now versus like existing with the things and yeah, like if we just built all the infrastructure we wanted and when we wanted it, mm-hmm. uh, it would have been yeah, it wouldn't have been less than ideal. We would have had to do more changes continually. Yeah, I guess you know um, that is something about farming is that you know you're continually trying to reinvent the wheel to kind of make it the best wheel for you so I mean there will become a point where we're going to be like this is good enough I think you know there is that point yeah with infrastructure um didn't there used to be a big house right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's too bad Oh, and that's a new thing. There used to be one right here, too. Oh. oh, that's an interesting, like, something. Anyway, um, we're running out of time on our recorder. And, and we're almost And we're almost to our destination. So I think that's a fairly good farm update. And, uh... Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Kind of reminds me of Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> so we'll try to not have a six month period before the next farm update and we'll talk to you guys later